Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I invite you to check out all of my written work, over 3,800 film reviews to read anytime at Quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be looking at the hit film in the theaters called Deep Water Horizon. It's an action thriller drama. It's PG-13 rated because of prolonged intense disaster sequences and related disturbing images. The runtime is an hour and 48 minutes. The main star is Mark Wahlberg with supporting roles going to Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell's stepdaughter, Kate Hudson, John Malkovich, Gina Rodriguez, and many others. The director is Peter Berg, and the screenplay is by Matthew Michael Carnahan and Matthew Sand, which is based on a New York Times article called Deepwater Horizon's Final Hours by David Rohde and Stephanie Saul. Deepwater Horizon depicts the events that led up to and during what would eventually become the worst oil spill in the history of the United States, where the titular drilling rig, the largest in the world at the time, would explode under massive amounts of pressure in the Gulf of Mexico it ended up killing 11 of the 126 people that were on board. It was just 52 miles off of the coast of Venice, Louisiana, and all of the events took place on April 20th, 2010. This burst of methane gas that was trapped over three miles below the ocean surface blasted up the well. It eventually blew out on the rig where oil and gas would continue to rush into the Gulf for nearly three months straight afterward. In addition to the actual cataclysmic event, Deepwater Horizon, the film, shows many of the ways in which the accident could have and should have been prevented. The story showcases how corners had been cut in terms of safety precautions to step up the process that had been running 43 days behind schedule. There's a good deal of expository information to cover so that laymen like me in the audience will understand the basics of deep sea oil exploration and the basic physics that it takes when it comes to showing how pressure can affect the process along the way. Experts in the area will probably feel that this film is a very rudimentary approach to this highly technical process, but the filmmakers, I think, do succeed in making the elaborate procedures understandable enough to follow along for the rest of us while they happen. Mark Wahlberg is the star, as I mentioned. He plays a real-life man named Mike Williams. Mike Williams was the chief electronics technician who worked for Transocean. He left his adoring wife and young daughter behind for a three-week stint on the rig that's currently under lease by this giant petroleum corporation, British Petroleum, otherwise known as BP. Despite the fact that BP suits are on site to present the crew chief, Jimmy Harrell, otherwise known as Mr. Jimmy, played by Kurt Russell, with this safety award, the rig is encountering many niggling issues that are preventing them from staying on schedule. The BP agents downplay these issues. They want the rig workers to get to what they really need to do, which is to expedite the process so they can finally begin to extract petroleum and make the company lots of money in the process, which is what they're there for. But Mr. Jimmy is the man in charge, and he will not proceed unless it's safe for his men and women as well to do so. Red flags are all over this place, but the corporate interests end up prevailing, ultimately resulting in full steam ahead and, of course, Tragedy strikes and it results in massive explosions, a rain of fire and crushing equipment that threatens the lives of everyone on board the rig. Interestingly enough, it takes approximately half the movie before the terrifying events begin happening. This allows director Peter Berg and the screenwriters Matthew Sand and Matthew Michael Carnahan a chance to build up a few of these main characters as well as to set the table for the impending tragedy that we all know is sure to follow. We know the news. We know the trailers. We know all the ads. We 
get what we're expecting from this movie. And this is all true, especially in the ways in which we see how the disaster might have been prevented had profit not been the primary consideration from the higher-ups overseeing the project. BP, as a corporation, will no doubt not be happy with the portrayal of their company on any level based on this film, especially in the way that John Malkovich's particularly slimy turn as real-life BP executive Donald Vedrine probably fictitiously that he is a careless corporate stooge as weaselly as the one that was portrayed by Paul Reiser in Aliens. So pretty loathsome here. And I would feel bad for him had this not been such a disaster on a level I can't even wrap my head around. The, the editing of the film is tight. The sound design, a very key component to deliver the effective atmosphere in this very dark and dangerous vessel. It feels very much like a straightforward disaster movie, though without some of the more soapier elements that tend to make many of those disaster films with the same approach sag. Now, with plenty of American flags that are captured on the visible frame, which is a bit misguided given that this is not really a patriotic movie from a national service standpoint, even though there are heroes involved, there's a callback to the kinds of blue-collar disaster flicks of the 1990s from the likes of Michael Bay and Roland Emmerich. If you like those movies, you'll probably get a kick out of Deepwater Horizon as well. Interesting is... Peter Berg's decision to make this a personal film for the people affected by the disaster first and foremost. He eschews an epilogue in which we would see how the disaster affected a great many people in the Gulf, as well as much of the fallout that took place in the media and in the government hearings regarding the matter. There are a couple of clips of the real-life survivors and a few words written on the screen to let us know that virtually no one took criminal blame for the disaster from a legal standpoint, but primarily this is an ode to the people that died in that tragic event, and I think that's what Berg was really striving for. And he did a pretty remarkable job given that he had to step in for J.C. Chandor pretty much at the last minute and direct this film. Now, while it does play out like an action thriller a good part of the time. Peter Berg keeps the tone respectful, always putting the human loss and the tragedy first and foremost in our minds as we witness the disparaging results of this profit-first corporate decision-making run amok. And while it likely plays broader than the actual situation, and it takes many great liberties on the part of the story to deliver movie tropes like foreshadowing and actors engaging in action-adventure heroism as if they're a Superman of some sort, as a piece of so-called entertainment surrounding a real-life tragedy, I think that Peter Berg manages to deliver something that's engaging enough to watch as a film to satisfy audiences who are merely looking for pure escapist entertainment, even though it's based on a real-life event. And he still manages to maintain enough homage to those people that were the most deeply affected by the tragedy, especially those who would not make it out of the blowout alive. This is a fitting dedication to them as well. There are a lot of moving parts at play, but unlike the real-life Deepwater Horizon, its cinematic namesake delivers what's intended without much of a hitch. I'm giving Deepwater Horizon 3.5 stars out of 4, and 3.5 stars on my scale means that I do think that this is a good film that's worth going out of your way to see if this at all seems like interesting subject matter to you. This doesn't necessarily play as an in-depth drama or a real gripping political thriller or anything like that. This really is an action-adventure film that is set within the construct of a real-life big newsworthy event. And I think it works on two levels, one as a movie, which it is through and through, and the other as a fitting remembrance of the cost of human lives in terms of these tragic events. Certainly, it's an environmental disaster on a massive scale, but also 
it's important to remember that there were actually people who died on board and completely needlessly. And if that doesn't get your dander up, I don't know what will. Three and a half stars out of four goes to Deepwater Horizon. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you did, I do encourage you to go to my website, check out my 3,800 plus reviews, and also write to me. You can find my contact information there as well as links to my Twitter feed and Facebook page. And you can find all of that at quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. <laughs>